Welcome to the Overrated Experience Sports and Sports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Blondin. This is episode 20, season two. We hit on the NFL and betting action and betting, betting, betting. Sports news, sports comments, sports takes, anything sports, you're going to hear it here. But this is NFL time, dedication to NFL. You're going to listen here on the podcast. You're going to hear about props. Heading into week 10, you're going to hear about over-unders. Heading into week 10, and you know what? You're just going to hear about my general thoughts. That's just the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. And here we go. Thank you, everybody, who is continuously tuned in week over week, episode over episode. Please make sure you tune in to episode 19 of the Overrated Experience Sports and Sports Betting Podcast. And talk and look for those sports. Picks against the spread leading into week 10. Follow us on Twitter at overrated EXPER2. Please click the link in the episode details of your podcast provider for this episode. Get you right there. Follow, mention, let me know that you're joining based on listening to the podcast. You can also join us on Instagram and Facebook, following Overrated Experience, trying to grow the podcast, trying to make it based for me and you. This is a podcast where I give you my thoughts on what's going to happen in whatever sport. This happens to be NFL. But I'm a degenerate, common, better like you are, square better, that uh, we do this for fun. Please take that, uh, my picks, for fun, not serious. I'll leave that to you, what you do with your bankroll, but please be careful with it. So we're going to lead into week 10 of the NFL, and here we go. And we started off already with the Thursday nighter. And I'll give you my thoughts on the Bears, Carolina Panthers. Not really good. Not a lot going on here. A lot of field goals. Carolina gets their touchdown based on a punt return for a touchdown. My thoughts on Bryce Young. I don't think we're seeing the real Bryce Young yet. He's going to have struggle through this rookie year. I, you barely see him throw a deep ball, which is concerning to me. I don't understand why. But, uh, you know, he's, he's a smart quarterback. He's a winner at all levels. He's just on a bad team with lack of talent. And, uh, you know, from the Bears' side of the ball, uh, Bajant uh, is okay. You can tell that he's a slow thinker out there and can't release to his first or second reads. And I think that's the difference between having a Bryce Young, who came from a top program, where I don't think decision-making is a problem for him. I think it is being able to, for the coaches to let him loose, throw the ball downfield. And I think the way he crunches information, I think he'll be successful in the NFL. But, man, he's got to really hold his, uh, you know, comparison to C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans, which is difficult because this guy is... He's coming every week. He's throwing a 400 yards last week, and that's who you're being compared to. That's going to be a lot of pressure, but we'll see how Bryce Young does. And the Bears win 16-13. Of course, this guy needed for a, you know an over. I need another field goal for an alternative total, and they just can't do it. Bryce Young can't move them into field goal territory, and uh, just Carolina's a, a car wreck. And they don't even have a first-round pick. Obviously making the trade with the Bears to move up to the first overall pick last year to get Bryce Young. Now what's interesting is is that uh, you know the Bears and the organization, you know, they had the opportunity to say, hey, Justin Fields, you're not our guy. We're gonna draft in the first round, a couple quarterback quarterback options. They decided to to hold off the pause, to sit back and wait to see what happens. 
And right now they sit with two first round picks and it looks like they're probably going to get a top two pick at least with that Carolina pick, probably number one. And depending on, you know, the battle between the Bears and probably Arizona, maybe the Giants of where that that pick's going to land. And they could potentially have picks one, two in the draft. And I got to believe that uh, Caleb Williams and uh, Caleb Williams at USC is a no-brainer, regardless of if you were thinking Justin Fields, if that opportunity exists, you have to take it and you will have a franchise quarterback. But watch out that if you also are able to add Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State wide receiver, that is a hell of a one-two punch and sets you up for the next six, seven, eight years for your franchise. So the Bears might have parlayed this very very nicely way to go bears but don't screw it up all right justin fields come back prove yourself i you know you, you can tell that you'll be better than what tyler bajan can provide you're more of explosive quarterback big plays uh potential so well we'll see what happens with the bears but man that was an ugly game tonight but speaking of ugly i'm going to start off with the over under picks and uh, first of all, reflect back on our records of last week. We were three and two in the over/unders in week nine, and so we're, we're you know not bad. You know it's not bad. Every each week it seems like we're three and two. Previous week we're four and one, fifty-nine point one percent. So we're actually doing very well. We're over five hundred each week. So listen up, you might find some winners here. The first game we're going to look at is the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this game is set at 38 and a half. And what do we got? What do we got with this game? What do we have is, is that an organization like the Green Bay Packers are struggling with Jordan Love. Jordan Love and that offense are going backwards. They're not going forward. They're, not, they're, they're going nowhere. Even against the Rams last week, they did put up the win, you know, 20 points. But their offense is very tough to watch. Very, you may need a few beers to kind of get through a Green Bay Packers first half of football because they don't put up much points and there's not a lot of entertainment going on. The Pittsburgh Steelers, on the other hand, uh, they they find a way to win. They covered their spread last week against Tennessee. Kenny Pickett struggles. He is he is a quarterback that is struggling. I'm going to put up there struggling as well. He made he makes some good. He make he makes big throws in certain parts of the game, but he is very inaccurate, missing easy throws, and that's how I see this game playing out. I see this going under 38 and a half. Pittsburgh, you know, on a drive that uh, you know things are motoring along, and he'll miss a big play. And again, their defense will have to pin the Packers back deep in their own. Territory punting, getting good field position, but I think there'll be a lot of long drives by the Steelers, you know, followed by a punt or field goal attempt. And I don't think this game's going over, going over 38 and a, 38 and a half. The Packers can't score, especially in the first half. So that this is underwritten all over it. So under it is. Cheers to that. Green Bay Pittsburgh under 38 and a half. Now we go to another game that is very interesting. Very interesting. The Houston Texans visit the red-hot Cincinnati Bengals. Who's red-hot for the Texans, though? C.J. Stroud. I talked about uh, this earlier, about he was the number two overall draft pick. However, he's been on fire in the talk of the town, 
what town it is. I have no idea, but I guess it's Houston. That he comes into Cincinnati, and the over-under is 47, and Joey Burrow, Joey Burrow, LSU product, Cincinnati Bengal quarterback, Joey Burrow, top-tier quarterback in the NFL. And now we got a game. Just on principle alone, and just my principle, I'm going to take the over 47 in this one. You know, ideally, I'm kind of thinking that how this is going to play out is Cincinnati is going to dominate possession. Uh, they got a few injuries. TJ Higgins or uh, T Higgins is looks like he's out. That's not confirmed, but it looks like he is out. Chase, uh, uh, oh man, Chase. Uh, oh my God, my receiver. Uh, Chase is out. He's he's not out, but it looks like his back is a big problem here, and most likely, uh, you know, he, he's going to play. I, I got to believe he's going to play, but what condition is going to be in? They're going to target him. I don't know. Uh, this is this is the challenge that they face. So you got to figure that uh, you know that uh, he's going to have a limited role maybe in the offense, or maybe this is a you know a dupe. Maybe they uh, they are Jamar Chase is uh, ready to go and he's going to put up 120 yards. But they got enough weapons out there, and Joey Burrow is Mister 300 yards, I think, coming in this game, and we're going to get a maybe back and forth 40 to 20 something game that will hit that 47. Not a problem. Big game, 1 o'clock, is San Francisco visits the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the uh, Jaguars are looking pretty damn good. Trevor Lawrence is obviously stepping up, uh, you know, reaching the levels we expect from a first-to-roll draft pick. You know, story college career, Heisman Trophy at Clemson. Now, the 49ers coming off a three-game losing streak. What do they got coming into this game? What do they got? Well, they got, they're a winning pedigree team. Three games, that's their bump. I think they're going to coast for the rest of the year. Uh, I do think, though, that this game has the uh, the outlook to be long drives, field goal attempts, grinding football. I think the 49ers are going to want Brock Purdy to kind of spread the ball out and uh, a lot of dunk, in, you know, in running the ball through McCaffrey. And not a lot of big plays here. Same with Jacksonville. They methodically move the ball downfield. So this 45 and a half, I'm going under. Undies there. You know, put those uh, boxer briefs on because that's an under game. Now just, uh, I'm going with an over in the next game. And that is the Atlanta-Arizona Cardinals uh, matchup. Kyler Murray looks like he's returning. This, This line is set at 43 and a half points. And the reason why, I'll tell you why I'm going over in this one. This looks like a shit show. This looks like a shit show. The Atlanta Falcons are messed. And the Arizona Cardinals, who knows what they are now with Kyler Murray back. What condition is he in? He's coming off a major, obviously, knee surgery. And uh, I just think that they'll score 44 or more points based on the shit show. This is probably going to be two bad teams, air after air. Uh, but I, I got to see this. is going to be points scored. But a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers, a lot of bad coaching decisions, especially in the Atlanta side. Give me the over, 43 and a half. Let me take a sip of my Corona. One second. Gracias. Denver, Buffalo, Monday nighter. 46 and a half. What do we do with this one? You know, the uh, Denver Broncos coming off. A big win against the Kansas City Chiefs before their bye week. Buffalo struggling. 
struggling. Lost in Cincinnati. Their offense is not clicking. Defense has been riddled with injuries. But for some reason, there's something telling me that we're going to go over in this game. 46.5 points on a Monday nighter. Denver gives up a lot of sacks, you know, fumbles, and I just don't trust Russell Wilson. But I maybe trust him enough to put up at least maybe, what, 20 points? But is this the time where Josh Allen lights it up as well? So give me the 46.5 high-scoring Monday nighter in Buffalo, and that's uh, that's what we like here. Recap these five games over-unders. A lot of undies here, but Green Bay-Pittsburgh under 38.5. Houston-Cincinnati over 47.5 for boy Joe Burrow. San Fran, Jacksonville under 45.5. Atlanta-Arizona because it's a shit show. Over 43.5. Denver Buffalo, just because, is over 46.5 points. Now, we move on to the props, prop, 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 props. Again, last week we were, for seven uh, picks, we were three and four. Struggled last week, a 42.9 win percentage. Overall, though, we are at 53.1%. And uh, I think we're going to get back on track here with a few plays. One of the plays I do like is the return and the feeding of Aaron Jones. Obviously, he's been back, but I think last week he got, what, 20 touches at least uh, on the ground. And I like his total reception and rushing yards over 72.5. He was in the 90s last week, a game against the Rams. I think they're going to feed him the ball. I believe they know that he can trigger the offense, and then Jordan Love can dunk the ball down. Do I think they're going to score points? I don't. I don't think so. Still, but Aaron Jones is going to do his role and over 82 and a half receiving and rushing yards. Cleveland heads into Baltimore, and uh, here's my take on this. I think that Baltimore is going to make this a toit, a very toit game, and it's, I think they're going to cover the spread like I talked about on Tuesday in the Overrated Experience episode 19, season two. That's a cheap plug, and I want you to tune in. So please do so. That uh, we have Deshaun Watson had a solid game, plus 200 yards against the Arizona Cardinals. I know it's the Arizona Cardinals are garbage and trash and every word you want to describe. But 189.5 for passing yards for Deshaun Watson. I think that I think that is Deshaun Watson thought when the shoulder injury is there. I think he's on the rise. I think he's going to get comfortable. I think he's going to make a game of this. And whether it be Baltimore you know, up, they're going to be chasing. He's going to put putting the ball in the air. And 189 for any quarterback to the level of Deshaun Watson is too low, and I'll take it any day of the week. So the over-passing yards. Another passing yard prop we got here is Joey B., our boy from Cincinnati, who has just been on fire ever since that slow start. And his passing yards total is 277.5. Passing yards. Now, is this going to be a, a game? I talked about being over 47. Is this going to be a run and gun? C.J. Stroud versus Joey Burrow. This could be that. And I think Joey Burrow is going to put some numbers up. I know he's got the injuries, but he's going to put the ball in the air. He's going to put the ball in the air a lot. And this is going to be like a 40-something, 20-something game. And Joey B is going to carry the Bengals to another victory. 300-plus yards, just like he did against the Bills. It's happening. They're going to come out early, gunning. Guns a blazing. So over 277.5. It is. Tennessee, Tampa Bay. 
Now they're, you know, I'm sticking to quarterbacks. I love the over-unders and the passing yards for quarterbacks. And this doesn't change with Will Levis. His line right now is 220 and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have been lit up by quarterbacks. I don't see why this time they're going to slow things down at home. You know, I remember a game against Jared Goff where Goff lit him up or offensively. So why are the Bucs going to slow down? Their Bucs are kind of in that, we don't know where our franchise is going state. And Will Levis is now the guy. He is the guy. He is the man in Tennessee. The commitment has been made that he's our starting quarterback. And what the, what this means is that he's already exceeded the 220 and a half, the two starts he's had. And I got to believe there's going to be more focal about him putting the ball in the air. DeAndre Hopkins is a focal point. This guy stands in the pocket. So I, I don't see any reason why that Will Levis will not be the focal point of the offense. And that means putting the ball in the air or even screen passes to Derrick Henry that are passing yards, by the way. So I think it's a no-brainer. The 220.5 over is the play. Tennessee Titans, Will Levis on Sunday. Now, one of the worst pathetic games that we're going to watch here is we're going to watch the Dallas Cowboys absolutely beat the shit out of the New York Giants. All right. Now, we're talking about Dak Prescott coming off heat about his fourth quarter performance against the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, reputation of not being clutching, making plays happen that result in victories for the Dallas Cowboys. And then you got Tommy DeVito. Well, really? There's no quarterback out there that doesn't sound like you found him in the stands at MetLife Stadium from New Jersey. Really? But what I see here is that Dak's going to put up some numbers. And even if he puts up a 300-yard game, I can't see Tommy DeVito putting up any yards at all, breaking 100. So I like the uh, passing yards under 425.5, meaning that the, the total passing yards with both teams are going to go below 425.5. And, and what's key to understand here is that an individual's quarterback yards do not account for the sacks. So for Tommy DeVito, let's say he threw for 50 yards, but got sacked for uh, you know 35 yards and losses. That will that will add up and decline, uh, minus on the total passing yards for the game. So I, I do see that he's going to be impacted by a lot of sacks and negative yardage. So that's not going past 425 and a half at all. So that's going to be a one-legged uh, ass-kicking contest for sure. Cowboys will beat the shit out of the New York Giants. Atlanta, Arizona, going back to this train wreck. Bijan Robinson. I think Arthur Smith spent coach. This is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. If you weren't aware, spent what five minutes about uh, talking to the press this week about Bijan Robinson and why he's not getting the ball. You got to believe he's getting the ball. He had fifty-one yard, la- fifty-one yards in rushing last week in a loss against Minnesota, where they most likely had to put the ball in the air more than they wanted to. So I got to, I got to think that they can't be this stupid that uh, they wouldn't go back to their first-round pick, early first-round pick, and not make him the focal point of the offense. So I like the 55-and-a-half yards. But then again, loser teams make loser decisions that result in losing. And maybe I'm going to get burned on this because Arthur Smith may be stubborn that does not want to feed his first-round draft pick that you would think, as a running back, they would run the ball. So over 55-and-a-half total yards for Bijan Robinson. Now, last but not least, 
but really least last. It is last because it's the Monday Nighter. Denver Buffalo. I'm going to take a chance on this one, and I'm going to say that there's going to be over five and a half sacks. Now, from the Josh Allen perspective, you know, for the most part, he gets sacked at least once a game. Maybe, you know, he's a couple games he gets twice. You know, but even if you look on the Denver side of the ball, even with a weak Buffalo defense right now, winning against the Kansas City Chiefs, Russell Wilson took six sacks. So I like the idea that Josh Allen at least gives you one or two, and Russell's at least putting a four or five. Okay, so I got to hope there's an extra sack on Josh Allen here. But if you to give me over five and a half sacks at plus 110, I like it. Russell Wilson is a sack machine, meaning that he's the machine getting sacked. He's like he's like a washer and dryer back there that doesn't have much movement. And uh, he gets taken down. Poor decisions as a veteran. You would expect he'd be better, but he won't. And Monday night, he'll go down multiple times and get you pay it out. Plus five and a half. So there you have it. We have our overs. We have our unders. We have our props. And we have our props. And props. So that's the plays this week in week 10 of the NFL. And it's going to be a short one today. And uh, I'm going to leave you with that. Pleasure was all yours. And thank you again for all your support out there for everybody across North America who tunes in. Share the podcast. Pass it along. And uh, again, acknowledge that you've listened to the podcast. Let me know on Twitter if you're joining because of the podcast. So we're going to hear from you later. We're going to talk to you later. We're going to have more picks later next week. We're going to be over and we're out. Have a good one.